All right, let me crack my Red Bull for this uh, Red Bull talk that we're about to have. Okay. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, did I take it from you? Sorry. Just send it, man. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm not stealing your intro. It's all you. Welcome back to the Formula One or America podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast with your hosts, Kurt and Dylan. It's race week. We're a couple days away from what I'm calling the the down under GP, the uh, the that's not a knife. That's this is a knife GP. <laughs> this is a knife. We've yeah, already got good. Danny Rick tearing yep. around in a V8 Red Bull on the uh, Outback. Oh, dude, did you see the video? Yes, that was pretty cool. Like most of them, I don't like. I feel like they're kind of cheesy and rinse and repeat. I don't know. Maybe it's my like, Danny bias that I have. My my man crush with Danny. the number three on the car. Yep. He's just like, oh, I got the RB7 in my garage. But I thought yeah. that one was pretty cool, especially like that bridge scene where they had the plane going over the car. Yes, that was pretty sweet. It, it was it was a good video. Maybe it was a little bit of nostalgia, but I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But we're a couple of days away from that race, which means that this is the prediction pod. So we'll go over a few uh, changes for the track for 23 and then we'll get into our uh, predictions, which have generally not fared well this year but no, uh no, not so far. I'm, I'm i'm feeling like this is going to be a good one there's there's some history and some omens that some people are working against and some yep. good luck that other people have at this track so we'll see what happens and it's a great track it, it's super curvy I, I think it it's a good well-balanced track where we don't have a mile and a half straight away where red bull's going to pass everybody constantly and just run away with it we got tons of twists and turns and um you know a lot of drs zones but they're also not very long like it'll be it's a well-balanced track and i love that it has grass all the way around it every time we watch this someone's back tires hit the grass and spins every time like normally normally it's carlos signs (laughs) yeah yeah it was carlos signs last year you're right (laughs) um it is also latifi it is also uh i believe it got verstappen in free practice last year and the grass just adds an interesting element that you don't really ever expect until you see people like hit it. And then yeah. it's like, Oh, that got slippery. <laughs> yeah. I want, I wonder if Latifi is going to attend any races this year and if it's going to be a big deal, maybe the Canadian GP, probably the Canadian GP. I don't know. You, you think I, his I, face, I you think they're going to have billboards of his face around the track? Like they do Danny at this one. I, I mean, I would obviously, <laughs> I'd still take the goat that is Latifi over Lance Stroll. Would you really? Nah. <laughs> I would put them on the same team together just to watch the crash. Oh, my God. Could you imagine what that would, it would be? be? It'd be sponsored by some maple syrup company. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a seven-car pileup with just the two of them on track. Like, How is that? How did the safety car get in there? Oh, the hell, the TV? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You spoke about the DRS zones. Let's get into some of the changes from this year versus last year. Um, yeah. So last year was kind of interesting because they took away one of the DRS zones for safety reasons. So there was there used to be four, took away one. So last year they only had three. Um, but for this year, they're bringing back the fourth. So, you know, we've got one on the main straight. Then you've got the second one between turn two and three. Um, and then the third one is between turn, yeah, between turn uh, eight and nine and then 10 and 11. Um, so be that being added back in, they're saying that this is going to be the fastest average speed ever at Albert park. Wow. And I think the interesting thing is it's also only two detection points. 
Yeah, exactly. So That's kind of crazy. You right? pass. Yeah, you. That, that you're. I think you might get a little bit. There's the potential for some. It's kind of the reverse of DRS chicken, but you know whoever passes that detection point in the back is going to get double DRS. So you're going to yeah. almost want to be behind to be able to mm-hmm. slingshot in front and then get another DRS to get away. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, at at Saudi, it was such a big deal because you'd pass and then there was another detection point for the next DRS zone, which would give the guy that just got past a chance to fight back. Now, if you get past in the first DRS zone, you're going to get a boost in the second one to just keep pulling away. So it'll be really interesting. That's going to play great into the hands of Red Bull, though. Their oh, DRS sure. is way more efficient than everybody else on the track. Um, I see big bonus points to to Red Bull for that, unfortunately for everyone else. Yeah, I was actually watching a video yesterday going over uh, Red Bull's DRS and how it's essentially, they're calling it a triple DR- DRS. Yep. And uh, because the back wing, when it opens, it stalls the air that's coming from both the the floor and the little uh, I forget what they call the little wings cannons. they have above the cannons. Yep. So it stalls all that. So it's like a triple effect whenever it hits DRS. Some other cars have it as well. Just, you know, they're saying that Red Bull obviously perfected it and is much more effective when they use it. Yeah. I mean, you can see it whenever they're passing people. I mean, I think that when uh, Max passed uh, Lewis Hamilton, he was going 30 kilometers an hour faster. Yeah. Like, Lewis like, is the fastest car I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so I th- it, bringing it back around, I think four DRS zones with two detection points is going to benefit Red Bull more so than everyone else. Yeah. Well, I mean, once they get ahead of everybody else, they're not going to be getting DRS anyways. So, yeah, this is also true. Um, but yeah, so four DRS zones, two detection points. We have 58 laps, 5.2 kilometer lap and charles leclerc has the fastest lap time record at a minute 20 um set last year so i know you're talking about omens and good lucks leclerc i think has a little bit of the luck uh so does botas he considers this a home race for him uh but i don't think we're going to be seeing him on the podium yeah you know my pre-race or pre-season race prediction i went ahead and called that botas would actually be on the podium here and think i'm gonna have to backtrack that statement i no longer believe that's gonna happen this weekend <laughs> but, but you know, it mean, just kind of goes in line with our predictions <laughs> just set the tone yep there it was <laughs> uh and on uh with charlotte claire like he's been really good at this track and yeah. you know ferrari as a whole i was looking up some stats you know ferrari's won 13 times at this track Jeez. You know this track's been you around know, since 96 i guess you know so, who's second to that? Mercedes. McLaren with 12 McLaren. So that's interesting. So I wrote down for from the 2022 race, the top five. And I was going to start stop at three, but then four and five are interesting. So Leclerc was P1, Perez P2, Russell P3, Hamilton P4, and Norris was P5 here last yeah. year. And their car wasn't great last year either at this point. He still got up to P5. Um so, and Danny was right behind him, wasn't he? Yeah, P6. There's some controversy because if I, I actually rewatched it, uh, Norris was having issues with his car and they gave team orders for Danny not to pressure Norris. It was like, you're not going to let Danny, you know, 
get into the top five in his home race. It's five and six yeah. out of the way for you guys. Um, but sign of things to come, I guess. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Um, so yeah, McLaren does do well here. Um, you know, Mercedes was three and four last year. Verstappen had engine failure. This was his second uh engine failure, which everyone was like, uh oh, Red Bull's, you know, not gonna do so hot. Um and then Carlos Sainz hit the grass and ended up in the gravel pit, and that was it. So yep. usually get a safety car at some point at this track, too. So uh, with the uh, Verstappen, he's the one I was talking about with the omens. You know, Max Verstappen is one for six on podiums at uh, Albert Park here. He's got two DNFs, and the others, he just didn't make it on the podium. So he's only been on the podium one time out of six races. Wow. So he, you know, he's got, they call the Verstappen curse here, so. I don't know, man. I, I I would venture to think that they're probably gonna pull it out this weekend. Um, but you never they're know. So I mean, dominating. I mean, short of mechanical failure, I don't know how he can't. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, like you said, last year was a mechanical failure here. Yep. And he's had trouble last weekend or two weekends ago. He was having issues with that drive shaft. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I was, you know, reading the news and everything last night from F1 and I'm I'm curious as this weekend progresses as we get to uh FP1, FP2, you know, last weekend or not last weekend, last race weekend. Um there's a ton of engine parts being swapped out across the board and and uh the one that kind of stands out to me the most other than McLaren changing everything um was Nick DeVries got a brand new power unit in race 2. That's a Honda Red Bull, you know, power unit in the back of his car. Um, I believe Sergio Perez took a new internal combustion engine. And so not, it gives me a little bit of weariness on the reliability of that Red Bull power unit, which I mean, last year did phenomenal. It was super reliable. It's no Mercedes engine, but you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't like seeing all those parts getting changed out already. Yeah, I wonder what they saw in there that made them do that. Or they gave them know. pause for concern. So, we'll see. Um, we got C2 through C4 tires. Same tire setup as Jetta. So, nothing too cray-cray there. Um, it should be just a fun weekend. Like, I'm not expecting fireworks, like, from Jetta. I'm just kind of expecting good fun racing with the safety car at some point. Like, Yeah, last year was pretty interesting. You know, historically, I don't remember this being the most interesting race. Um, but I mean, last year, like you said, you had Carlos Sainz spinning out. You had uh, uh, Sebastian Vettel putting it into the wall at one point. Max yep. Verstappen had his issues. Um, you know, there's a ton of stuff going on. So hopefully it'll it'll be pretty exciting this week as well. Just like last week or Jetta. Normally that one is like an awesome, like a banger of a race. But then it was kind of boring you know, overall considering. So hopefully this will be kind of the opposite of what it traditionally is. And hopefully we'll have a good one this weekend. Yeah. I'm excited for it. So there, there, I was actually looking at the, the weather forecast. So they're calling for rain on uh Friday. Um, but they say it should be dry for quality and for the race, but we'll see. Well, that's interesting. Cause I mean, that's going to screw up their practice runs if they got to be on intermediate wet tires. Um, yeah. Did you see the news? Apparently there's, uh stefano uh there's talk about getting rid of the friday free practice yeah i saw something about where he mentioned that i guess he could do away with it maybe 
or wouldn't mind doing away with it. He said it's helpful for the engineers, but not entertaining for the fans. And I'm like, well, I think that you kind of need the engineers to be like, they're the ones setting the car up. So I, I don't know. Maybe that would bring another level of chaos to the race that <laughs> you kind of want. Just like have them show up. Don't even give them the schedule, the race schedule. Just tell them a week <laughs> out. Be like, this is where you'll be. <laughs> you'll get 10 practice laps <laughs> and then we're going straight into it. <laughs> We're going straight to a sprint qualifying. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I I see what I get what he's pointing at or getting to. Um, you know, it's not always you know the the funnest thing to watch is just cars practicing for however many hours. Uh, it's something normally I just put on in the background. Um, yeah. Even on race day, like when we go to the race, like you and I would sometimes make it, sometimes not. Not really a big deal if we don't. Um, but yeah, I, I get how it is useful for the, the engineers and the teams. Yeah. I mean, usually we would go on that first day just to get to see the cars. Like, yeah. and once we see them all go by a couple of times, it's like, all right, let's go get some food. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, let's get into our predictions. Cause I think we, uh, it'll be interesting, uh, talk about, uh, we probably have the same poll. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Logan Sargent? Of course. Every every race going with Logan Sargent. Logan Sargent. All right. I, when he actually gets it, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Headline, Florida man on pole. <laughs> uh, I hope if he, next time, I actually, that's not true. He better hold up an American flag when he wins. But if he held up a Florida flag, I would kind of laugh. <laughs> so my prediction for pole is Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen, that's a yeah. safe one. And this is the one that I was saying that it's, I could honestly put him on my pole prediction for every race this season. Um, but I didn't for this race. And the you only reason I didn't, the only reason I didn't go per, uh, Max Verstappen is because of his Albert Park curse, his Australia curse. I think it's going to rear its head slightly, not all the way. Um, but I think something's going to happen. He's not going to wind up on pole. I think Perez is going to take pole this race again, Ooh. two races in a row. So Ooh. I'm putting, I'm putting it Perez, is, old Checo up there. He is the street circuit God. So maybe he's going to transfer some of that like over a, here. Yeah. I mean, it's not a full street circuit, but it kind of, it, it seems to drive like street circuits. So. Yeah. So, yep, I'm going with Perez. All right, so what about uh, what about your podium? What's that looking like? Start with number three, Man. and then we'll go up one by one. Let's you do see, that. number three is the one that I've been having the most heartache about. I've got yep. Alonzo down, but I've been so close to putting Leclerc there and mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, Leclerc loves this track, has historically been very good at this track. He's got the lap record for this track. Um. He had somewhat of the pace last time. I think that Ferrari really was limiting him not to pass signs. But Ferrari seems to be sitting in P4 on pace, on race pace. Like, may, maybe he'll be up there closer in quality, might be able to pull out a P2, P3 in quality. But their race pace seems to be lacking. Their strategy is always lacking. Their reliability is lacking. Like, if they're P3 and Leclerc needed to to beat out Alonzo. I think I'd put Leclerc for my prediction on podium, but he's got to beat out both Mercedes and Alonzo. And I just don't see it. So I'm, I'm going with Alonzo for on the podium. So you got Alonzo for P three. 
Yep. Yeah, so do I. I put Alonzo at P3 as well. I, and you know what's going to be uh, fun to watch is this week is where it's really going to, I think, be the decider for if we can, if this is real, right? This whole yeah. Aston Martin and Alonzo, like the whole fairy tale and all that. Because we've had three races, three different tracks. Um, so if they're able to continue to be as good and as fast as they have been, then I think this is pretty safe that we can expect that Aston Martin is legitimately going to be D2. a top team this year. Yeah. And they're, you know, welcome to the table in the conversation of the top teams. So I think that this is going to be the decider, but I do think it's going to happen. And I see Alonzo on P3. Yeah, I do too. He's, it's hard. It's hard to argue. I think that Aston, I'm, I might be jinxing it right now, but I think Aston Martin is the real deal. Yeah. I think that they might, until some pretty heavy developments come out, I think they are going to sit solidly at P2. And depending on how well they have their development game churning, which I imagine it's going pretty well, especially because they have so much wind tunnel time. Mm-hmm. They're going to, I think that they could, there's a chance they'll sit in P2 and maybe Mercedes is going to have to come beat them out of it. But for the time being, it's hard to argue. All right, so who you got in your P2 on the podium? I got Verstappen and Perez, P1, P2. It's hard. Four DRS zones. Like uh, It's killing me. I don't want Verstappen, Perez, Alonso to already be starting as the uh, mainstay for the podiums. The but, new handbot ver. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, God, it's just hard to art. I mean, the, the Red Bull race pace is just ridiculous. And then you throw in four DRS zones. Yeah. Short of mechanical failure, it's going to be Verstappen and Perez up there. Okay, so you got Verstappen P1, Perez P2, yep. and then Alonso. All right, so we've got some some differences here. Oh, thank God. All right, so my my P2 is Charles Leclerc. I think that he's going to get his first podium. And everything you said, like Ferrari's, the car's fast. This track is it's suited to Charles Leclerc. He does very well at this track. He's got great history here. I think that Ferrari is going to put it together this week, and I could see him, or I do see him, at the second step of that podium. I'd be so that great, leaves, but that, who is P1 now? Right, see? All right, so here's what, here's what I think is going to happen. And it's kind of going into, I, here, I'll save it. Verstappen's going to be first step on the podium. Okay. Verstappen's P1. He's going to overcome the curse. He's, you know, his, his powers are, are too powerful for this curse, and he's going to break it. Um, yeah. Which will now lead us into our wild card prediction. Well, where is, is, okay, well, is Perez part of your wild card? Where's Perez at on your podium? Perez is or part of your... my wild card. Okay, okay. My wild card is McLaren will score points. You know what? That was going to be my wild card. And I, I don't know <laughs> I was why. So worried I just it was. Feel, <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. So why, why do you that think we they're going to get it? I don't think we've seen the true pace out of that McLaren yet. Um, you know, we didn't in Bahrain, you know, Oscar had a windows update 15 laps in, um, Lando had some issues, did six, um, pit stops. And they were basically took it as another round of testing in Saudi. Piastri put it that car all the way up into Q3 on pure pace. Like that was incredible. And that in Lando, does Lando things. If he hadn't broken that front uh, steering shaft, he probably would have been up there too. And then we get in the race, you know, 
take off an in wing, take out your teammate, and you both have to do an early pit stop. Like, I don't think we've seen the true pace of that McLaren. I don't think it's lightning fast. I do think that it is absolutely got the potential to be in P8, P9, P10. Um, and so I think that all of our shit talking about what a dog it is is kind of the same thing as Mercedes talking about how slow they are. Okay, well, you're slow in P3. You're slow for your standards. McLaren's kind of the same thing. They're talking about what a dog it is. It is faster than AlphaTauri. It is faster than Haas. It might be faster than Williams. I don't know. Alfa Romeo, like, it, I, I think we're going to get some points for McLaren this weekend. Yep, I completely agree. We haven't had a chance to see what their actual pace is. Sorry if you hear the dogs. Somebody obviously just wanted to come up and start honking the horn. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think we've seen the the fastest, or I don't think we've seen enough to get a representation of what they're yep. capable of this year. So I could see that. All right, so my wild card has to do with Sergio Perez. Okay. He's going to be fast, but my wild card is that there's going to be one Red Bull DNF. And Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and call that Checo is going to send the uh, the sign special. He's going <laughs> to drop a wheel in the grass, put it into the, the, gravel, into the gravel. Yep. And that's going to be the end of his race. Are we, and, is this uh, lap one? I don't, I'm not going to go that far. I don't, I don't know when it's going to be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think he's going to, I think he's going to send it off into the gravel. So I had a backup wild card because I was worried you might take the McLaren one. Mm -hmm. Um, when I thought of it, I was like, that's good, but Kurt's probably going to have the same train of thought. Um, so I don't know if you remember qualifying here last year, Alonzo in the Alpine almost took pole, but his lap time got deleted for track limits. I do not remember that. I forgot all about that. And so the Alpines have shown a ton of speed at this track. Alpine's another one of those that I don't know if we've seen the fullest potential out of it. Um, so I was going to go with Al- a double Alpine points finish. Ooh. Um, I think that points there's a the lot French. of potential. Yeah. And I think that's going to come down. You know, we've talked about track limits or track limits points on Gasly on his license and whatnot. Um, He's got two to go, like the whole relationship there. But Alpine's not a slow car. Like they've, I think they've got a lot of potential to be, you know, best of the rest, top of the midfield. Um, I think they need some strategy and some luck to go their way. Yeah. That would be interesting. I could see that. I definitely see the, uh, the McLaren double points. Or you said double points or in the no, points? No, I didn't call double points. I said points. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't the trust there. him that much. <laughs> Oh, that'd be, who do you think it would be? You think it's Lando or are you calling Oscar? It's going to be Lando. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be Lando. I think Oscar, uh, you know, it's his home race um, that could help a ton with getting him through there, but I just don't. He's still a rookie. He shows a lot of talent, but experience, I think. You know, if we if we say Lando and Oscar are equal terms on talent, I'm not saying they are, but if we put it in those terms, then Lando, through pure experience alone, should come out on top. So yeah. if everything goes smoothly in a vacuum, I see Lando taking it. But it is Oscar's home race. So, Well, speaking of that, if you remember uh, Danny back in 2019 here, 
didn't even make it to turn one, went off the track and completely jettisoned his entire front wing off the car. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> right at the start, he went to pass somebody or somebody squeezed him off and he went to the grass and just the front wing was just and yeah, didn't even didn't even make a lap and he was out. <laughs> this is a fun. I like the first round or the the lap, the race start here because you go straight into that chicane. And mm-hmm. it just kind of causes chaos. And so it should be. Yeah, last year I was rewatching a little bit of it and you got to see uh, Carlos Sainz started in P9 and then that first lap just dropped and was all the way down in P15 because he just, you know, luck or I guess unlucky in that chicane yeah. and all the, all the rest. Well, I think, I mean, everything points to this should be a great race weekend. I'm hoping for a lot more fun than Jetta. It was about as boring as boring could possibly be. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I like this race a oh, lot. Yes. Yeah, I would like to visit this one one day. It's just so such a long flight. Looking up flights to get there just takes forever. It is a whole thing. But, That'd be one of those like we need we would need to get down there on like Wednesday and stay. Oh, sure. It's like a 17 hour time difference too. I mean, it's gonna it's a whole thing. Yeah, like we said, it's uh you know middle of the night here, midnight for you, one one a.m. for me. So I'll definitely be watching it in the morning, and then uh you know maybe we could hop on and talk about the race after that day. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see what happens in practice. Maybe we can do a uh, Friday or Saturday session, uh, depending on how practice goes, what all comes out of there. Maybe a post quality session or something. But uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, I think that basically covers it for the predictions on this one you got anything else so. on this that's about it sweet well hey as always if you like this podcast make sure you go ahead and leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to the podcast and uh if you're watching on youtube make sure you give us a like and a subscribe and share it with somebody and on that note dylan stay classy america see you next time next time next time Next time, stop it.